BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am so excited to be doing the solo episode of the month today. This is a topic that... I have been feeling like is really important lately. I've heard that a few other podcasts have talked about it too. And I just feel like we need to address it on this one for sure. And it's all about how dating is harder as you get older. However, it's not all bleak. There is some positivity. And I think that, you know, the takeaway from this episode should be like, Yes, it's harder, but you know, when it happens, it is that much more worth it. And if you haven't listened to our episode on why good relationships come to those who wait, I highly suggest that you go back and you listen to that after this. It is such a feel good episode, especially if you're leaving this episode being like, oh my God, is it harder? Is it ever going to get easier? It will, and it does. And that episode has real stories of people who waited for something really special and got it. So I hope that you listen to that episode. I also want to start by saying, holy shit, I can't believe that this podcast is now six years old. It is crazy. The first ever episode was October. It was released October 25th, 2017, which is nuts. Mostly nuts that that's six years ago. Like 2017 sounds like it was yesterday. I have no idea how it's already six years ago, but it is crazy. And I just, I can't believe it. So if you've been listening since the beginning or you picked us up in the podcast, I mean the podcast, in the pandemic, wherever you came into this podcast, I am so grateful that you are listening and that you're here. And I hope that you just are enjoying and feeling very sentimental about the the six year thing. That's, that's a long ass time. That is like, that's a real long-term relationship. So I couldn't decide if I should call this episode, why dating is more difficult as you get older or why dating is easier when we're younger. I really went back and forth. Ultimately, I decided to go with why dating is more difficult as you get older because we're all getting older. Let's be honest. No one who's listening to this podcast right now is getting younger unless you have some secret that you want to share with us and then we can all, you know, drink that Kool-Aid. But we're all getting older and 
it is a little bit more difficult. And I kind of had this realization the other day. This is like how it all began. I was walking with my girlfriends and we were talking about our partners. And one of my girlfriends was like, you know, she she met her partner very young. And she was like, you're so lucky that, you know, you don't need to deal with X, Y, and Z with Steven because you met when you're older. And I you know, the grass is always greener. Obviously, I'm so happy that I met Steven and I'm so grateful, but I was like, yeah, but you had such amazing experiences kind of like growing with your partner from your early 20s that Steven and I never got to experience what each other was like in those moments. And, you know, we kind of went back and forth, like debating, you know, is it better to meet later? Is it better to meet earlier? What What is the answer? And There's no real answer, right? But the truth is that when you meet someone younger and let's just put a number on it. So let's say when you meet someone before age 28, let's say, right? Not to say that 28 is old because it is not in any way old, okay? But under 28 is just, it is young, obviously. And so when you meet someone younger, you are more willing to accept that this person is not complete. You're more willing to date for the potential of this person. You're more willing to make concessions for the fact that this person isn't a, you know, grand success in their career, if that's important to you, that this person still has some rough edges that they need to smooth out, that they still have some bad habits that are kind of shitty, but that you can overlook, right? When you, and so you put up with more, you're also putting up with more when you're younger because you are not 100% this finished product. You are still working on probably the same things as them. You are still figuring out your career. You still have those habits that you are hoping that people overlook, right? And so when we're young, we are not necessarily dating this perfect finished person because maybe we don't even have the confidence to be on the level of that person, right? Like I remember when I was 23 and I was dating a 26 year old who, by the way, I thought was so old at the time. Now looking back, 26 is obviously a baby, but I was so insecure dating him because I was like, he has a great career. He has this, he has that. Like I, it was never, but if he, that, and that moment, and, and of course he had his flaws, but I overlooked them because I was younger and I didn't know anything. And so if he had turned around at that moment and been like, let's get married, I would have been like, great, you know? Cause it's like, you're so naive. You don't have anything figured out, whatever. And so the point is that you put up with more when you meet them younger And that can make it hard to date when you're older because your standards are higher because you are better, because you are more the package that you are seeking. And I always say this, you've probably heard me say it on the podcast, but it's like, if you have a list of things that you need your partner to be, and you are not everything on that list, plus or minus like one thing, like, you know, something silly, like height or something then you need to check yourself because why do you deserve that list? But 
when you're 30, 30 plus, you know, 29 even, you and you're like this successful person. And, you know, of course, everyone develops later. Everyone grows into themselves later. It's never too late to become this great success in your own eyes, right? But if you are all those things and you're looking for a partner, let's just call it 29 plus because we said 28 and below, and these people are falling short, then you have no tolerance for that. You have no naivete to be like, it's okay. I'll just get swept up in their love. No, their love is not going to be the mother or father figure that you were looking for, for your kids. Their love is not going to change if they're sitting on the couch smoking weed every night. That at that point, you know, the older we get, the more set in our ways we are. And that doesn't change. So I would almost look at this 20s, you know, to 28 period of this as this like window of change. And especially because of Saturn return. And we have an episode on that. If you're like, what the hell is Saturn return? It's a big astrological shift. But if you haven't made those changes between 20 and 28, let's say 29, we'll give it 30. Okay. It's going to be really hard for you to make those changes and never say never. It's never too late to become the person that you always wanted to be. Right. But especially for men who are much more stubborn and less open-minded than women, a lot of change is not happening before 30. And so then there's like all these myths and notions, right? Like this is one that I hate so much that the good men, quote unquote, get married young. Like think about your friends who got married young. Think about it right now. Were all of their husbands like mature and responsible and kind and they did their fair share of emotional labor in the relationship? I don't think so. Okay. So no, not all of the good men get married young. I actually used to have this theory and I would totally get canceled if I shared it today, but it's definitely on early episodes, which I'm nervous about, but it was a theory about guys who get married before they're 27. And it was like, there's three reasons. I think it was like the first reason I can't, I think I honestly said something very cancelable. Like they're like, you know, their sexuality is, is questionable or something like that. Like they're hiding something. The second reason I said, and by the way, I'm not standing by this. I'm saying can't like, I shouldn't have said that. Obviously the second reason that I said was that they like, and this is, this is more of a romantic kind of like idealistic reason, which is that they, they found someone and this person was like, so out of their league that they were like, I can't let this person go. Right. And then the third, I honestly think that I said that the third was because they like are a loser who has nothing else going on. And that's obviously, I don't stand by any of this guys. Like this was really immature, like 27 year old thoughts that I had. And I was probably just jealous of people who were getting married young, who knows, but I don't stand by that. Last week I went to best dinner with Sakara. It was so much fun. My girl Tings has her own salad with Sakara, which is delicious. So we all went to dinner to celebrate and it was really, really special. And that's what I love about this brand. 
they're just so consumer facing. Like they put the customer first and they're so in touch with what people want to eat. It's really amazing. Sakara's flexible signature nutrition program makes it so easy to reset your digestive and metabolic health around your busy fall schedule. If you're returning to the office, you can get plant-rich lunches delivered and upgrade your really sad desk lunch to a satisfying meal. Or if you're tired of planning dinner and you're just like cold and tired, you can get two to five delivered each week and take back your free time. Plus, you can customize even more when you subscribe, switch out meals that you don't like or, you know, double up on meals that you like more. The options are endless, delicious, and catered to your taste and time. Sakara delivers science-backed, plant-rich nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are nutritionally designed to help you optimize your well-being with results that you can see and feel, from digestive wellness and eased bloat to enhanced metabolic health, energy, and safe weight management. And right now, our listeners get 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash Acme or enter the code Acme at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash Acme for 20% off of your first order. Sakara.com slash Acme. Feel it for yourself. Hey friends, my name's Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. But what I will say is that if you think of all your friends who, you know, snagged their partner really young, I would say their partner and even them, right, are not like this amazing catch because, or sorry, were not this amazing catch. Maybe now they've done the work. Maybe they've gotten better. Maybe they've gotten worse, right? A lot of people don't grow with their partner. Sometimes their partner outgrows them, whatever, right? But the good men don't get married young. I would say it's an exact split in that some good men do get married young and then the other half get married at, you know, 30 plus or 29 plus. And I think it has nothing to do with really anything except for timing of like when they met the person that they wanted to be with. And here's what pisses me off when women, and now we're, I'm talking to women, you know, 29 plus when women 29 plus go out on dates, sometimes we are stuck with this notion in our head that we need men, that we need men because our clock is ticking. We don't want to pay to freeze our eggs. We don't want to be lonely. We need status symbols like a ring and a wedding and things like that. No, 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 no. Men actually need women way more than we need men, or at least just as much, you know? But women are told that they need men way more often than men are told that they need women because that's just what society does. Society is like, when are you going to find a man? 
you rarely hear someone being like, when are you going to find a woman? It's more like, when are you going to settle down and stop being such a playboy? (laughs) You're so silly, a silly guy who's just like such a player. That's not the attitude that women get when they are single and a little bit older. They get the, oh, are you okay? I have a friend of a friend of a friend. Have you tried the apps? Have you tried a matchmaker? Have you tried anything and everything? Because you should be trying everything because you should be desperate because I felt bad for you. Like that is the difference. That is the difference as opposed to like, oh, Johnny, you're so silly. You're such a player. Like it's ridiculous. So because of that societal, just unrealistic pressure and just rudeness towards women, women are going into these dates like hoping to get the man that they've been told that they need instead of deciding if this man is worthy of them because this because men need women men fucking need women like i just saw this movie i was lucky enough to go with my mom to a movie for the film festival in the hamptons last weekend or two weekends ago whenever it was anyway the movie that we saw it's called ex husbands And it's a movie about, it's like a comedy and the creator of the film is Noah Pritzker. It was directed by, yeah, no, he's the writer director. Okay. Sorry. And it's movie about like men minus women and kind of what happens if you take the woman out of the picture and there's a man going through, you know, the dad is going through a divorce from the mom and the son is like recently left by his fiance and the other son is gay. So he doesn't even deal with women. And it's just a really interesting take on what happens to men when they lose the women of their lives. And it is very spot on. I wouldn't say it's the best movie I've ever seen, but it's very spot on because you really see what happens without women. And it's, you know, little things like, for example, the dad who's getting a divorce has to move into his own apartment and, you know, he has no idea how to decorate and he has no idea how much Chinese food to order or how little for one person. He gets like one candle as a as a housewarming gift and he puts it out immediately because it's like the only thing that he has. And it sounds silly, but the point here is that, you know, we bring so much, so much to men's lives as women. And we forget that. We really do because we're being told time and time again how amazing men are and how desperate we should be as women. And that's just not the fucking truth. The truth is that we are needed so much more, so much more. And like, yeah, are there shitty truths? Like there's a timeline for us when, you know, things can get better for men. Things might get worse for women because we have a biological clock and they really don't. And that sucks. Yeah, that's true. But men too, like, you know, a few of Steven's friends are single and I've mentioned this on the podcast before and I would love to set you up, but it's complicated and not all of them live here, et cetera. And, you know, they're like 35 and it's hard for them to date because it's like either they're dating, you know, a 25 year old 
or they're dating someone their own age. And if they're not really successful, which most of them are, so it's not an issue, but if they weren't, the dating of women their own age would be actually really intimidating to them. And this is, you know, them having said that to me, because these are women, these are fucking bosses who know what they want and they know you know, Steven's friends know that if they are going to date this 35-year-old founder who's this successful woman and probably ready to take those next steps, that they that they have to be ready, that they have to face their demons and, you know, step it up and and get going in the relationship. So sometimes that scares them and they opt to date the 25-year-old. And then they're screwed in the end because the 25 year old wants to go to business school in another state or wants this or wants that. So it's not like it's easier necessarily for men either at at this point. And I was having this conversation with one of his friends the other weekend and men have a lot to think about who are, let's use 35 still, right? Would this person make a good mother? And their standards are higher too. And they're also less willing to compromise. So take a 35-year-old man who has a lot to think about, you know, a 35-year-old woman who has a lot going on and a lot to think about, and you put them together and you have two people who are like standing on ceremony. And it's really hard. And then also there's so many people out there who don't want to have kids nowadays. And so how do you find someone if you don't want kids, who also doesn't want kids, right? Or who isn't judgmental of the fact that you might not want kids. And then it's like, well, as a woman, if I don't want kids, do I have to date a 45-year-old man? Because then I know that he really doesn't want kids anymore, even if, you know, even though he might too. And then no, what if I want to date someone my own age, right? And then I was talking to, you know, this friend of his the other night at a birthday. And he was like, you know, he's in this relationship with this woman and she doesn't work. Like she doesn't have a passion and it's getting to the point where, you know, they've been dating for almost a year and important decisions need to be made and can't really be delayed any longer. Like these are people's lives. And I was like, you know, what is holding you back? And he was like, well, I've always wanted like a state, like my wife to stay home and raise the kids. But I want her to first have a passion that she then gives up to stay at home and raise the kids. I know your eyes are rolling. My eyes are rolling to the back of my fucking head. I was like, you're delusional. It's really like if, if a woman has a passion that she loves She's not going to be so quick to give it up to raise the kids. Of course, that's not every woman. Maybe you're a woman listening to this and you're like, I have a passion, but I want to give it up. I'm so ready to give it up. But I was like, you can't expect her to be both. You can't expect her to be everything. So between men having this expectation of women being this power woman who also can stay home and raise the kids, who's super domestic, who whips up a meal, who's ready for sex, who's this and that you know, it's delusional. And I hate to say it, but women too, expecting this man to come in, expecting him to be the CEO, but also be soft and sweet and willing to do therapy and willing to do this and taller than six, five, you know, we all need to make concessions. And the 
reason that it's harder as you get older is because when you're 35, you're like, I don't want to make, I don't want to make concessions. I am everything that I have ever wanted myself to be. So why should I make concessions for my partner? Well, unfortunately, the reason is that all of your friends who you were like, well, I'm just jealous. They, they met their partner when they, when they were younger. Well, what do you think? You think they chose this perfect person? Think about your friend's partners when your friends met them. They had probably nothing that they have today. So I think the whole point is like, we all make concessions always. And, you know, I have said before and gotten flack for saying that I didn't feel like I compromised so much when I met Steven. And that may be true, but I did compromise on some things. I mean, you always, you always do. I didn't compromise on values. I didn't compromise on, you know, things that were really important to me, but Steve is not perfect. And I'm certainly not perfect. And there are things that, you know, are there things that I wish that he would do that he doesn't do? Of course. Right. And I'm sure it's the same for me. And so, yeah, I mean, I just think that, you know, the reason that people say you should get married young is because you're still naive and stupid. Once you mature, you know that it's hard work and that most people are not worth it. So it's kind of almost like a jaded attitude where you're like, well, fuck it. I'm already old, older, right? I already have, you know, I could have a baby on my own or I could have this and I could have that. And I think what if we're jealous of anyone that got married young, it's because of their naive stupidity. It is a beautiful thing and it is something that you need when it comes to love. And that's kind of why I never took so much downtime in between my romantic relationships because I didn't want to lose that like naive stupidity, right? And I felt like sometimes when you take time to yourself and you, you know, you can get negative and you can get into this space of like being mean to yourself and you can get into this kind of like hateful mindset of negative self-talk and low self-esteem fears and insecurities and like these self-imposed obstacles that are really hard to jump over. Like, you know, it's like how if you don't have a job, right? Or if you don't have a busy schedule and you're fighting with people in your life, you're going to be the biggest toxicity in that situation because you are stewing and brewing. You're sitting around with all the time in the world and you are making your lists, your shit list, and you are, you know, adding things to it. And that can be dangerous, right? Whereas if you are a busy person who has a lot going on in your life, you're not in your head all the time in this dark place thinking about who wronged you. You're just out head down doing your thing. And so when you take so much time away from dating that you end up overanalyzing everything and reading into everything and hating this person and hating that person because you go on one date a week and that or one date a month, right? Not even a week. And in that one date, you are like, he didn't stop me quickly when I reached for my wallet or he did this or he did that. The only person that is suffering is you. Whereas if you are dating in this abundant way, and I don't, I'm not saying you have to be going on three dates a week. I understand that's unrealistic. 
But this way where you're throwing yourself into trying to, you know, make like maximize at least spending an hour a week on your hinge and going through people and proactively making those dates and proactively sending likes. Like that's a different mindset to be in. You are, you are exercising, you are practicing and practice eventually makes perfect. My sleep has not been optimal this pregnancy. It just hasn't. And that's okay. Still very grateful for it. But something that I've been needing more than ever is Clarins Double Serum because it's an oil-based serum and a water-based serum, which actually mimic the composition of your skin. It's made of 21 plant extracts, including turmeric, and it's a gentle plant-powered formula that's great for all skin types. After using it for a week, my skin already looks younger, my pores look smaller, my fine lines and wrinkles look smoother, and I certainly need help with wrinkles because I am not doing Botox right now. So let me tell you, I am so grateful to Clarins. If you don't know what Clarins is, it's an iconic French skincare brand. They're the pioneers in plant-based beauty formulas and wellness, like lymphatic drainage application methods and more. You can find all of their like application videos on YouTube if you want to, so that you know how to perfectly use their products. They also have a double serum eye, which is great. It's like an anti-aging eye treatment and it's lightweight. It's a gel slash cream combo that makes my eyes look brighter, hydrated and smoother. So you can't tell that I haven't slept all night. You have to try the double serum and double serum eye and see for yourself. Plus right now you can get 10% off plus a free welcome gift when you place your first order on clarins.com. Use code ACME23 at checkout for 10% off and a free seven-piece gift of skincare products. That's ACME23 to get your welcome offer only at clarins.com. Don't forget to use code ACME23. If you didn't know, which you obviously know because Taylor Swift has taken over football season, it is football season, which means it's boot season which means if you don't have a pair of boots, especially cowboy boots, what are you doing? Cowboy boots never go out of style. They actually just come back more into style and then you really need them. If you don't have a pair of Tacovas, you're not living. Tacovas has the best handcrafted boots for men and women and they elevate not only your game day look, but really any look. You can even wear them to a wedding with dozens of styles and colors. You might find that they're a very stylish way to rep your team or just to rep being a hot cowgirl. They're handcrafted from premium bovine and exotic hides and every pair of Tacovas is quality made to keep you in a personal style that's all yours to own and for others to admire. They have vintage denim and then they have more formal, like I mentioned, you can wear them to a wedding and it's just great. The shipping is so fast. It's free. There's exchanges on all boots and you really never have to worry about scoring your perfect pair because Tacova's customer service is always at your service. I like a classic. So the Jamie in black is my favorite, but they also have the Jamie in scotch, in sequoia, in caramel, 
whatever color it is that you feel like looks best on your skin, that's what you should get. When comfort leads, confidence follows. And Tacovas delivers both right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently all season long. I also think that with the whole age thing and why it can be harder as you get older is because we become selective and cautious, which obviously, but it's not necessarily because of our age, right? It can be because of our experiences. So we're precious beings. And if we have enough negative dating experiences, especially if we don't use therapy to kind of heal from them and grow from them, they're going to affect us. So for example, the narrative of like, everyone cheats on me, right? And this is coming from someone who literally, I think three or four boyfriends cheated on me. And I have a whole episode on my cheating trauma, if you want to go back and, and listen to that. But like this narrative, right? Everyone cheats on me. Or like, I don't want to have that experience because every guy lets me down. Every girl you know, runs away. Every girl hurts me, whatever your narrative is like, that is your experience. And when you get older, you have all these experiences kind of looped together and you're going to like that, that is your story. And it's really hard to detach from that story and write a new story for yourself. And that's why there was this like viral TikTok thing that was like, don't ever tell a new person you're dating about your past negative dating experiences. So like the worst thing that you can do is to, you know, when you're meeting someone new, start telling them, you know, I, every guy I've dated in the past has been horrible. So I'm really hoping that you can prove them wrong. No, no, don't like repeat, like don't let history repeat itself by giving it legs. It's the same thing as when you're like, Mary from your office is really attractive. Don't talk to her. And it's like, well, you just gave him that idea. He wasn't even thinking about Mary like that. Now he's going into the office and he's like, is Mary attractive? You know, like why put anything in their head, right? But it's hard because those are our experiences. How do we let go from our experiences? Like that's an active work that we have to do in therapy. But this is also why so many successful relationships come from like, friendship, friend groups and work too, because you spend time with them as friends or like whatever hobbies or activities and the attraction grows over time. And that's what we hear about time and time again, when people are meeting 29 plus, it's not necessarily this sweep me off my feet, sparky moment. And sometimes it is. And in our episode of why great relationships come to those who wait, the best relationships come to those who wait, you'll hear a lot of those stories and it it will give you hope and it should. But a lot of these stories, and you might've heard Evan Mark Katz's story with his wife in his recent episode, it's not a spark, it's a slow burn. It's something that happens over time. And the way that you can do it is because you're doing these like hobbies or activities you enjoy or just you know, spending time passively with someone. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't lead to any relationship because you're just working with this person or you're just on a kickball team with this person or whatever it is, like the stakes are not crazy. 
And that's the ideal. And so it actually sounds kind of silly, but I have a friend whose game, like her, you know, and I hate to use that word, but everyone needs a little bit of game. And her game with guys is like to friend zone everyone, even the guys that she really likes. Because this way, either they're like, well, fuck you. I don't want a friend, which is fine. Right. Or they're like, I'll play the long game here. And they're like, let's be friends. And then you can really get to know each other on a level where there are no, you know, expectations. There's no pressure and no one's stupid. You know, like this guy probably knows she's not actually looking for a friend and maybe it's a way to hang out and have, you know, the ball in her court a little with not trying to like be trying out for his affection. And then if something grows from it, then it does. And like, that's really cool. And so I don't know, try that. It could be, it could be a good idea, but, you know, just going back to the theme of the episode of why it's harder as we get older. Another reason is as we grow older, our lives become fuller. So we are busier. And that's also actually, I know I'm going to contradict myself, why it's can be harder to date when you're younger because you have no life, like you have nothing going on. So you might end up jumping into a relationship. I wouldn't say it's hard. Okay. Again, it's not harder, but why it can be more dangerous to date when you're younger because you find yourself in this relationship with someone that you might not have chosen when you were older. Okay. So think of that as a positive spin on this episode. But anyway, as we're older, right, our lives become fuller. We become more busy with work. We have a very active social life, hopefully, you know, at least one hobby that we enjoy. We travel, we spend time with children, right? Like our niece and nephew, we're seeing family members. And with so much going on, it can be hard to say, oh, I'm going to cancel on my college bestie, bestie's dinner catch up, which I love to do for this new date. You know, it can be harder. And so it can be hard to find time to meet new people or to get back into dating. So there's a ton of different reasons that it's hard, but I would say there are pros and cons. So let's go over those. Okay. So first I'm going to start with the cons so that we can end on a positive note. I would say that the cons of meeting younger is that you're not able to focus on your career or what your friends are up to, right? Like you might feel out of the loop because you're like, you know, I have this relationship that I need to prioritize, but my, you know, I want to grow on the ladder, the career ladder. I want to be with my friends as they're having these life experiences, right? Another con is you have like no money. (laughs) You don't have the ability to take these like great trips with your partner. You might have to move in together sooner because you can't afford rent, you know, things like that. Another con is like you might miss out on the experience of having a roommate, the the experience of like being single in your 20s, which you can never get back, right? you might overlook really important values that you shouldn't be overlooking because you're young and dumb and you just like had a 
spark with someone. And so you got excited, you know, that's, those are some serious cons. Like, and then you're kind of, you know, married all of a sudden and you're like, I don't even know myself. Like, I don't even know who I am. And then there's obviously pros of meeting young, which is that you might find someone who you really grow with in a positive way, who who turns into this amazing person that you didn't even expect, you didn't even realize was going to be so great, right? So that's an amazing thing that hopefully will happen to you if if you meet young. You also have time, like you have this time, you can get married at you know, let's say 25 if you meet when you're 18 and you don't have to rush to have kids necessarily, right? You can enjoy being married. You can can merge your friend groups and have this like monster group of friends and a more full social life. You can kind of make life decisions together. I would say those are some really good pros in terms of cons for meeting older. And then of course, we're going to end on pros because why wouldn't we? I would say a con is like, this is who they are. And you kind of got to accept it or not because the growth is much more limited because they see themselves as like a real complete adult. Another con is that they might not be down with your timeline and your timeline might be a little bit quicker, right? If your timeline is unfortunately, you know, having to do with your biological clock or something like that, you know, they really need to be on that page. Another con, and I'm not saying that this is true, but this is what some people feel, is that the pool is smaller of people who are single and great. And again, this isn't necessarily true, but people feel this way. I know that for sure. And then the pros of which there are so many is that this person has done the work on themselves. They are hopefully a good communicator. They are way better at sex than if you had met them at 22. They know more about the world. You can have better discussions, right? You can be like a mentor to each other when it comes to sharing what's going on with work and things like that. Their life is hopefully stable, right? Like they're more settled in their social life. And kind of the opposite of the cons that we just listed, you might find someone who's ready to go quicker, who is like, you know, it's been six months. I know that you're the one. I'm going to lock it down. I'm going to, let's move in together. I'm going to propose to you soon. Like this is it. And they're sure of themselves. When you meet young, you're just not sure of yourself. And that's the bottom line. So is it harder to meet as you get older because you're not making concessions as much because you are fucking amazing? Yes. But I think it just makes it that much sweeter when you do meet someone that you think is worth it because it just shows you that they're really worth it. You know, they really are. I want to end on an action item because you might be hearing this and you're like, okay, so now what? I'm older or I'm getting older and it feels harder 
or, you know, maybe I met young and now my partner kind of sucks, whatever it is you're feeling in this moment, what can you do about it? Right. If you're like, I don't know where to meet people. My friends aren't going out much because they've outgrown it. The options to meet people in real life are limited. I'll say to that, make a really full life for yourself. Don't be afraid to reach out to people that you haven't connected with in a while. Don't be afraid to go to that person's birthday who you don't really know. Don't be afraid to go to that networking event, to that charity event. I mean, right now more than ever with what's going on in the world, there's so much there's so many events to be had, especially charity events. Go to that event, get on the apps. No one is too good to be on the apps and most people are on them. And don't just get on the apps, but do your due diligence on the apps and actually spend an hour a week going through these people. Spend money on the apps, like nothing crazy. I think some of them are like $30 a month, which it's not cheap, but you know, it's cheaper than a $15,000 matchmaker. That's for sure. So do that and really feel like you have this full life. And if you're like, I don't feel like I have this full life. Well, what can you do to add to your plate? If, if money's an issue, volunteer, like do something, join a team, join a league, whatever it is, pick up a new hobby, rock climate, Chelsea Piers. I'm not even kidding becoming like a cool new thing again. Whatever it is that you're interested in, oh, you don't really know how to cook that well, take up pizza making class. Do like a weird thing. Do one thing. Try to challenge yourself and do one thing that's different that you've never done at least once a month. And like keep a record of it. Write it down in your journal. I don't have a journal. I wish I did. I always wish I did, but a lot of people do. A lot of you guys do. You're TikToking about it. So write it in your journal. One new thing a month, one new experience. You just never know. We have IRL events all the time. So if you're in New York, come to them. We're going to have one in Miami in December. So come to that and just make this full life for yourself. It's it's really the best thing that you can do. and. I know that you can do it. Just start by doing one different thing a month. It is such a small feat that you can absolutely do. And you know what? There, there's just, it doesn't matter. As long as you are happy in your life and that's like the main thing, the end goal might not be marriage, might not be, you know, and that's fine. But if happiness is your end goal, make sure that you have this life that if you walked into your wherever you live and you said, oh fuck, this is my life. It's a positive, oh fuck, not a negative. Anyway, I hope this was helpful. Sometimes on these solos, I just feel like I'm blabbing into an abyss. Hopefully it's an abyss that enjoyed the blab. I appreciate you guys always. If you want more, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash we met at Acme. If you enjoy this episode, please write a review. It's really helpful and it means the world to me. And that's all I got. Have a good one and hope that you and your loved ones are safe in this crazy world today.
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.